let's start way, way back. You were born in Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan, correct? Yeah, I was. I was born in Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan, yeah. So tell me, what was life uh, like in Hudson Bay? Oh, man. You know, it was a small town of about 1,500 people, so it was really small. But it was great because I learned a lot. I grew up in a family of farmers and hunters. It was a really organic way of lifestyle, and, and it was a really simple living, but it was great. I, I wouldn't have traded it for the world, so it was an awesome place to grow up in. No, no, and I mean Saskatchewan, they're known for, uh, again, farming, mm -hmm. and uh, we've actually had the Hunter Brothers on not long ago, so you're in good company with music and farming upbringing. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, they, that's like, they they do that on the side, don't they, as well, the Hunter Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so funny. That's awesome. You got into music at a very young age. You, you mentioned at the age of three that your mom kind of got you into she would sing karaoke and you would then take the spotlight away from her. Well, yes. It's, I mean, so it's my first concert or my first time like performing for an audience was when I was three. And my the first like when I first started singing, I was like two and a half. That's when I would like take the karaoke mic away from her and <laughs> take the spotlight. And, and I'm sure she just didn't mind. She's just like, yeah, she's like, uh, this is what she's born to be. It's like when much music used to do the born to be segments. Uh, that's that's when they would have had you on and said, uh, yeah, this is what she was meant to do. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what she was like. My mom was a super big believer and supporter in me. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her because she drove me around, you know, Saskatchewan and Alberta and Manitoba since I was three to every singing competition and talent show there was. And she was just an incredible mom. She just really believed in me and supported me. And, and she was amazing. And that's throughout like your, your whole family as well. Cause I, I've seen clips and videos there that uh, it seems like you have a very musical family. Yeah. You know, um, you know, my, my grandpa and my uncles and aunts, they would all pick and grin around the campfire with a guitar and everybody, my grandpa was in a band before I was born when he was younger and everybody was quite musical, but uh, they never really wanted to do it like for a career. They just love to do it. Right. So music, the love of music is kind of in my blood. When you mentioned about being three, getting into the music side of things and performing, at 13, that's when you really started to play the guitar. What, what got you interested in the guitar compared to just say other musical instruments? Uh, well, my mom and my uncle, they played guitar, like just kind of around the campfire, like I said, and my mom would just kind of play it whenever she could, she'd pick it up and play it. And she was actually the one that taught me how to play it, right? So she was playing and I kind of said I wanted to learn how I was always so fascinated that she could play it. And so she actually taught me my first chords and my first song. And it just, so it just kind of, you know, it happened naturally. And I guess at what age did you really think that, you know, that you want to pursue this as a, as a dream and a passion? Because I know for myself, I like doing hosting, you know, talking to individuals like yourself, different acts. But I knew that I wanted to do that maybe at eight or nine, but not really like really pursue it until I was probably 16. Oh, that's awesome. I think that, I mean, I always did it when I was like young, right? So I never really thought about it. It was just something that I just always did. But I think when I was 17 was when I decided that I was going to do it for like full time for the rest of my life because that's when I was diagnosed with cancer. And and before that, I was kind of, okay, am I going to go to school or am I going to go and do music? And then that happened. And I was like, ah, you know what? Life is too short to do anything other than what you love. No, no, absolutely. I agree. Now, if you don't mind, do you mind if I discuss the topic of cancer with you? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Okay, because I, I think that's really inspirational because I, I was reading up about it and, you know, there are certain pictures there and certain things that I believe you tweet and share about how you, like, you know, lost all your hair. And at, without even doing a bit of research at the time, I was like, I was like, that's weird. It's like she has these beautiful, like, blonde, curly hair. And what's going on here? So when I did a little bit of the research and found out about that story, I just wanted to ask you, like, why was that going? Why was that like going through that? And like, was it really tough times? And how did you make it through? Well, I mean, yeah, it's really scary. It was a, definitely a really scary time. But also at the same time, I kind of looked at it as in like, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm very, really stubborn. Like, no matter what, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and I just kind of looked at it as something that I had to go through. And at the end of it, it would make me a better person. And I'd have a lot of experiences and I'd have a view of life that a lot of people don't necessarily get to have. So I kind of always took it as it was going to be a learning lesson and it was going to teach me a lot about the world and about other people and how to have empathy and compassion. And, and I really just kind of looked at it as a way that I could, you know, everything was kind of always about music and I was going to use it, you know, to feed, to feed my songwriting and figure out how I could help people. Um, after I was on the other side of it. No, I agree. And I, I mean, I'm guessing going through that process, you had a lot of time to write songs, to really like write some emotional song because the things that you're going through, usually people have these outlets of, if they're going through a tough time, some write uh, poetry, some write songs, like everyone has their own way of coping. I really thought that was fascinating because, you know, looking at where you're to now and where you're to in high school, something that I'm sure... You, a young emerging artist or even a young girl or a young male will look at and say, well, if she made it through a dark time, then I can make it through this dark time. Right. Exactly. I mean, I also wanted to, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are, who you come from or what you've gone through, you know, you know, I kind of always channeled it to people to inspire people, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Now, during this time as well, like I, I read up that you're a big fan of Shania Twain. Uh, were you listening to a lot of Shania at this point? Yeah, actually, I was. Um, I grew up, I mean, being a huge Shania Twain fan. My mom has a video of me being <laughs> little and saying that I want to be exactly like Shania Twain when I grow up. So, yeah, I definitely uh, am a huge fan of Shania and always have been. I, I love the song Up by Shania. So I, I'm wondering, was that on your playlist when you were going through this tough time? I was kind of using music at the time. Like all the music that I would listen to was all the music that I was writing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But actually, one of my one of my songs during that time was it's really random and really strange. It's not even country, but it was a, a song called Shake It Off by the band called Metro Station. I would just dance around the kitchen in the living room if I was just like feeling down. And my mom and my sister and I, we would just dance around the kitchen and just like shake off if we were like, you know, feeling sad or whatever. If we had like when it would, you know, when it'd come to just, you know, any news about, you know, going through chemo if, you know, we had a bad talk with the doctor or whatever, or met somebody who had three weeks to live, we would just kind of like come home and just be like, okay, we need to get in a different mind space because this is just really, you know. Absolutely. And I, I like that. The shout out to Metro Station. It is very random, but I, I, know, love, that, I, I love that song. Now, of course, speaking of uh, music in general, I, I really like your Bad Liar more times uh not all angels can fly those are really great songs i i really like the video to bad liar as well just the the cloud i believe that you like the cloud as well the implement mm -hmm. of putting a cloud mm -hmm. over over you while you're singing it that's really cool 
But now, one of the songs that, uh, mo- the more recent songs that I like is, you mentioned about Damn You Love. The, the thing you. that I really like about it is, um, you have like an old soul kind of sound. Uh, and I mean that complimentary. I really like it. it. It kind of brings back like an old country sound. Do you try to do that on purpose? Or is it something that's just more natural to you to have that kind of sound? Oh, it's definitely something that's more natural. I mean, I grew up on like Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson and Patsy Cline. So all of those old school country singers. I um, mean, you know, and I love listening to Leanne Womack when I was younger, too. So I think that I've kind of always like had that like really old school country sound ingrained in me. So it's just kind of something that comes natural. You do have a Dolly Parton voice and a Leanne Womack sound. I've actually written that down as a note. So <laughs> I, I, I suppose that's a very big compliment huge it's a huge compliment thank you very much (laughs) do you mind talking a little bit about damn you love like where the idea came from the premise you know it was just something that that idea so I had that idea idea written down and um, I was going into a write with one of my all-time favorite songwriters that there ever was Liz Rose she's written all the Taylor Swift songs she's written uh, Eli Young band songs, uh, little big town songs, Carrie Underwood. She's literally, she's an incredible songwriter and I've wanted to write with her since I was 16 years old. Um, so I finally got the opportunity to write with her and I brought this idea in called damn you love. And I said, I, I really like this idea. And she's like, Oh, I really like that too. So we just started writing it. We kind of came at it. Like it was her idea to kind of come at love. Like it was a person, you know, like the, and to, instead of talking about love as in like, you know, and, and to not make it negative, to make it like a positive spin, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, you always fall for love no matter what you do. You're kind of a sucker for love like everybody is because everybody wants to be in love. And you kind of talk to love like it's a person, you know, honestly, it's just it was such an, a great writing experience. And I remember when we walked into CMT with the music video or with the song and we had already had Bad Liar done. We were asking them to put Bad Liar on and they're like, well, we're kind of all booked up until... September and we'd already released Bad Liar so we're like oh man that's not going to be good for us but then we played them Damn You Love and they're like you know what we're going to fit Bad Liar in here and then we're going to make Damn You Love the TMT uh, artist feature uh, of the month so it was just kind of like that song kind of did a lot for me. The CCA Discovery Program that's kind of where you met your love of your life right now Eric and we kind of joked about it on our podcast how you won the award, you won the trophy, and no offense, hopefully you don't beat me up if you ever see me, but I called it almost like a trophy wife, because he passed off the trophy to you, and now you're married. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely, it was it was a, a good day all around, you know, it's funny how the universe sometimes works, conspires, because, you know, if it wasn't for me applying for the CCMA Discovery Award, even if, you know, it wasn't for Eric applying for the CCMA Discovery Award. We never would have met, you know, at the time that we did. So it was a it was a very great day. That whole that whole scenario really was. Just tell me a little bit more, of course, about the CCMA Discovery Program. Like, how did you apply? Was there certain rules and restrictions? And how did you feel when you actually got that award? Well, actually, so I, I'm a member of the CCMAs and I got an email that was actually I was looking through my junk mail one day. <laughs> And I got an email sent to my junk mail. It's like, apply for the CCMA Discovery Artist. And I was like, ah, you know what? I was living in Nashville at the time. And I was like, it'd be a good a good opportunity to get back into my own country 
for the country music award and the country music scenes. So I decided to apply for it. I ended up getting in the top six. There was a couple of different processes. They have a top nine. No, sorry, a top, I think maybe 12. And then they have a top six that you have to get in. And so there's a process for that. And then they fly to Toronto and you work with a bunch of music industry people. And then that's in early May, I think. And then you come back to, you know, whatever you're doing. And then uh, during the CCMAs in September, you have to go and perform. And then the winner gets picked the next night at the CCMAs. It's honestly, it was such a great process. It was such a great experience. It really, really helped my career. It was, it was a really great I'm really glad that I applied. And then obviously I met Eric through it and that was amazing as well. So it was a really good experience. No, absolutely. I mean, it worked out really well for you because now when I look at Twitter, you guys, as much as you can see the, the pure passion, both of you love country music, both of you clearly are very interested in each other. Otherwise you wouldn't be married. But I just love how you guys do little videos. Like I believe I seen one on Twitter where you guys did something super cheesy as you put it on your Twitter, but um, just singing together, which I think is really cool and not at all cheesy, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we, we love, I mean, I love the sound of his voice and he says that he loves the sound of mine. So we honestly sing together all the time, whether if it's just joking around or if it's for serious and we write all the time together as well. So we really enjoy each other's company. And, you know, if we can do our passion and be with each other at the same time, then it's just makes everything all the better. No, absolutely. And especially in the self-isolation with the coronavirus now, you want to be able to uh, withstand other people's voices. So it's a good thing right? you, you, exactly. guys, you guys like each other's. I want to mention that as well, because seeing that is a little bit of a hot topic here. I seen that you posted a bit of a cover of a Faith Hill song. Was Faith Hill mm-hmm. another artist that you enjoyed growing up with? Oh, yeah, I loved listening to her. Faith Hill, Shania Twain, all of those artists. I just absolutely adored all the all the women of the 90s country era. Absolutely. I, I feel like calling you and Eric the Canadian Tim McGraw Faith Hill. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. That would be funny. It's like, uh, you know, when you guys go for an award show, it's like, listen... We're going to wear some Canadian tuxedos and people are going to like assume like, oh man, they're going to come out with like red, white and uh, uh, flags on them. And then like, no, you just come out in all denim. They're like, well, what is this? And you're like, it's a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The other thing I want to mention here as well is the song uh, Roll With It. When you were mentioning about the message of the song, uh, and I'll let you explain that as well. Uh, it sounds to me a little... Or a lot like uh, Eric's song, Gasoline, because Gasoline has a little bit of the same message. So defend yourself. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like, so I wrote this song poof, probably three, four years ago, three and a half years ago when I first moved to Nashville. And it was just kind of one of those, I was in a different relationship at the time. And it was just, I think I was being really honest with myself and uh, knew that it wasn't working, you know, expressing without understanding what I was saying at the time. And it's about really just being in a relationship that you know you shouldn't be in and that you don't really want to be in, but you're not being honest with yourself. So you're just kind of rolling with it. Without listening to the track at first, and when I heard Roll With It, the immediate my immediate reaction was Oasis, Roll With It, oh, she's doing a cover. And then uh, when I actually heard the song, I was like, well, that's not the same thing, but it sounds great. And that's when I picked thanks. up on like the Dalla, the Dolly Parton, Leanne Womack. And I'm glad that you did like those artists because it'd be very 
very funny and very upsetting if you were like, never heard of those two, don't like them at all. <laughs> Hang up the phone, I'd be like, uh, Kelsey, you still there? <laughs> um, with the self-isolation, with the coronavirus, what are you guys doing to keep yourselves busy? Because I see that you guys are doing some workout videos. Is that the new the new trend? Well, not really. I mean, we were just, we were working out in, at home one day and we we're just like, we should videotape this. Cause like Eric's, you know, he was a personal trainer before. And so he knows a lot about like what it would be good if, you know, if you're stuck at home and you're bored yeah, and you yeah. want to work out, but don't want to go out to the gym or whatever. And you don't want to go outside. They're just like, you know, just things that people could do. So we'll just show them and then make a video of it. And then if people want to do it, they can, if they don't, then that's fine. I'm, I'm looking at that background too, that Eric was also a football player. So I'm guessing that's like one of these daily routine is try to keep yourself in shape but i just thought it was really really Absolutely. funny when it's just a, like hey guys we're like we're doing we're doing self-isolation workout videos people are doing the wash your hand videos i'm like i i guess we're we're getting to the point where it's a little bit insanity and just trying to keep saying we're going to do anything that we can yes i mean i've been baking a ton i don't think i've baked this much in forever so also been doing that which is great and then just visiting with family you know it's it's we're so lucky that we get to be with family during this time because it'd be really lonely if we had to be by ourselves for, you know, for like my sister, she's in Vancouver and she's by herself. And, you know, I'm trying to text her and FaceTime her all the time just to make sure that she's okay. And, you know, that she's not lonely. And if she wants to talk that I'm here. Right. So we're definitely really lucky that we get to, you know, see the bright side in all this and, and get time with our family, which is something that we don't get much because we're down in Nashville all the time. We're what we live there, right? So, with the self isolation, like it seems a lot more people are doing FaceTime videos. I've seen now that a lot of acts, and including yourself, because we're going to plug this as well, that you guys do uh, live streams. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the new trend, even when the coronavirus is over. I, I've said it a few times. I don't know if it actually happened, but. It seems like a lot of acts do Instagram lives, and they're getting a little, a little bit more of um, feedback from people. Now, that's probably because we're all locked in our houses, but you get a little bit of more of an intimate feel. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I used to do Facebook lives every Monday all the time before kind of it, it got a little bit busier in Nashville, and I was um, didn't really have the time to do it. But um, I'm going to also be starting that back up as well, because now I have the time to do it. Right? And, I, and I think it's really cool for the acts themselves, because when you're at a concert, per se, you're surrounded by a big group of people. So they don't get to hear the little small stories of I've been listening to you since I'm two or since I'm five. But when you see the comments roll in, you kind of get a little bit more of a touching moment because they're reaching out to you and they're being able to express their whole story. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, to close the interview off, Kelsey, are you ready to play a game of firsts? Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Uh, so the first one is, who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, my first celebrity crush? Man. Uh, I don't even know. Was it like, maybe Josh Harnett? Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit unfamiliar. Who would that be? Like, what was he starring he was like, in? He was like one of those, like, you know, 90s, like, you know, young teen girl he was an actor as long as long as he's nowhere near you because i feel like eric might want to might want to debate that one no no uh, definitely not um the first cd you ever bought uh so it, the first cd i ever bought was a spice girls cd ah see not even, ah. In, not even in the country realm see so if, if i had to put my money down i was going to say shania twain faith hill or something but you're going right off beat going with spice girls I know. Well, my mom always had those albums that she bought all the time anyway, so I would buy my Spice Girls, you know? 
Okay, I, I feel like in this in this time frame of this uh, coronavirus, I want to see you upload your cover of a Spice Girls song. I'm actually oh, challenging you. I'm challenging you to do that. I um, love that. Okay, all right. Uh, I like a good challenge. <laughs> and the the first concert you attended. The okay, this is actually oh you know what the first concert I attended was a Martina McBride concert. Nice, I like that. Martina McBride's one of my favorites as well. I, I believe, oh, she's so great. I believe she was supposed to come to like a. a venue in Ontario um and now it's not going to happen and I'm a little bit disappointed because I I feel like I feel like that would be a really good show first song you ever covered in your whole lifetime oh man I think it was what part of no don't you understand by Laurie Morgan with that being said do you do you still know the words to it probably I definitely know like the first (laughs) verse and the first chorus in the chorus but I can't I'm not sure if I remember the whole song I might but I I would have to think about it for a second no no that that's fair I mean I'm just I'm just wondering because it's like it baffles me at times when someone will say like you know people remember stuff through music Mm -hmm. and the other day I've seen so I don't know again the act was lights so she's from I believe out west and she's doing a face yeah she was doing a Facebook live and so I was thinking oh she's going to do her cover songs haven't heard from Lights in a while, so I thought this is very interesting. And then she played Smash Mouth, All Star, and it sounded awesome. Wow. And then when I was trying to sing along to it, I messed up the lyrics, and I was like, it's always around a certain part in that song that I mess up the lyrics. So you would think over years and years of singing it, you'd be like, I got it this time. Mm-hmm. But no, I know my version, and my version is messing up. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Kelsey Kulik for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Kelsey has a remarkable old soul kind of voice. It's refreshing. Just thought I'd toss that in there. Thanks for listening, and good night. Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.